Hi, and welcome to Heart to Heart, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, where I, Austin, explain the Kingdom Hearts series to my friends. So, I fucked up. Uh, At the end of the last episode, I said something along the lines of, Oof, long episode, so I'm cutting it in half. I actually only cut the last 20-ish minutes out of the last episode, by mistake. I would have just added this to the next episode, uh, but we haven't actually had time to record since the last episode. So, this one will be short, and I apologize for that. However, I have been playing around with the idea of doing some audiobook-style episodes, where I read the Kingdom Hearts novels. So I figured I'd put a little bit of a test of that at the end of this episode. If that's not your thing, no sweat. When Dearly Reminded plays at the end of the regular Dream Drop Distance coverage, just go ahead and stop listening. However, if you are interested, I'll be reading the first chapter or two of the Kingdom Hearts key novel, Your Key Lady or Story, which is actually gifted to me by a listener, Omega Carlos. Thanks again, Carlos. A touch more housekeeping before I let you get on to the episode. Our next episode will be our Halloween episode. You do still have time uh, until Wednesday, October 26th, to send in any spooky stories, either by DMing me on Discord, or you can email our uh, our heart-to-heartpsychology at gmail.com. Yes, we actually made that email that we joked about in the April Fool's episode. Uh, after our Halloween episode, we will have our D&D wrap, our, our Dream Drop Distance wrap-up episode with the Dream Eater ratings. And then uh, the episode after that, we should begin our dive into the mobile games with the start of Kingdom Hearts Key slash Unchained Key. Again, I'm really sorry about this mix-up. But I do hope you still enjoy the episode. This is it. So back in the mysterious tower, uh, everybody is conferring after all the good guys are conferring after the big situation. Yen Sid says. Seven lights, thirteen darknesses. Master Xehanort has been busy. Aw, Sora, don't tell me your heart is sleeping too. No, Mickey. This affliction is not the same. We do anything for him? In your Mark of Mastery exam, you were to unlock seven sleeping keyholes. By doing so, you would awaken those worlds from their prison of slumber, and also acquire the power to free a heart from its sleep. Riku... You unlocked those keyholes within Sora's dreams. Therefore, it stands to reason that you now have the power to awaken Sora's heart. Yay. You want him to dive back into Sora's sleep? But Master, Sora's heart is down in the darkest abyss. If Riku's not careful, he might just get trapped down there with him. No, I'll go instead. Shut up, Mickey. And perhaps you may even succeed, Mickey. There is no denying Riku stands the better chance, having dived into Sora's heart as long as he has. Mickey. I really appreciate it. But I'll go wake Sora up. Look at his face. Sleeping like nothing's wrong. Like there's nothing to even worry about. He's always been like that. The three of us would agree to go work on the raft, and then this guy would go take a nap on the beach. You see, my job to keep him on his toes. Austin? What? I really love your stylistic choice of Sora take like lying down underneath. He's asleep. 
I just clicked. You just have a casual fucking PNG of him like everybody else. And he's just horizontal on the fucking slide. He's asleep. <laughs> he's laying down. I don't know what you want from me. This is Eyes art. open. Eyes open. Keyblade <laughs> behind his head. That can't be comfortable. <laughs> Besides, what kind of Keyblade Master sleeps through his test? I'm doing it for me, too. Sora saved me once, and I heard him call my name. He needs me. There's something real strong that binds us to each other, even in the darkness. You can reach him. All you gotta do is follow that connection. Get out of my relationship, Mickey. Gee. <laughs> Gee, we're all connected to Sora. You said it. And if the darkness gets you, I promise I'll bail you out. Dark Rescue is my middle name. Lee Dark Rescue Axel. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Guys, thank you. Sora and I will be back soon. No, you won't. No. What makes gives you that idea? They're going to die. Yeah. I wrote it, it's true. Guys, thank you. Sora and I will be back soon. Let me in that art. Let me in. Me. Everyone has to put in the <laughs> Yes, that happens a lot in Kingdom Hearts. I just normally cut it out for you guys because it's pointless. So Riku dives into Sora's heart. And at first, it's just a dark abyss until the mm. armored Ventus nightmare rises out of the darkness and Riku must fight it. And this is Ventus's armor, which we saw protecting Sora's heart, but it has now come, become corrupted by all this darkness. But it is still technically trying to do its job. When defeated, the armor shatters and releases the sleeping Sora, who begins to be pulled into the darkness as the darkness fades from his heart. Sora's keyblade is left behind, and Riku uses the kingdom key to unlock Sora's heart officially using the power of waking, the thing that they wanted them to get out of this uh, market mastery exam on Sora. So the screen fills with light when uh, Riku does this, and when the light fades away, Riku finds himself on Destiny Islands, staring out across the sea. But he turns and sees Roxas. Roxas? What is it you're so afraid of? And just like the very beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1, when we're asked some weird questions and given the opportunity to answer it, we get the choice now to answer in one of three ways. Getting trapped in the darkness, causing someone to be hurt, or losing something that's important. After answering Roxas's question, he disappears, and Riku wanders a little until he runs into Ventus. Roxas! No, wait! 
what is the one thing that you care about more than anything else? Your options are the hearts connected by light, my closest friends, or the strength to protect others. After answering Ventus's question, he disappears, and Riku sees something, someone sitting on the Paupu tree. Believing it's Sora, he runs over to them, but it turns out to be Shion. Who are you? Riku, what do you wish? The options are to protect my friends, to recover something important, or to heal the pain from the past. Your answers don't actually matter. It's more of a psychology exam. Good. After answering Shion's questions, she disappears, and Riku is suddenly on the sand of the beach, and he sees a message in a bottle being pulled to shore. He picks it up, and when he does, we hear a familiar voice. It's Diz. You were not the visitor I expected. Diz? I mean, Ansem the Wise? What are you doing here? Perhaps I wanted to atone for events of the past, even if no apology can undo the harm I have wrought. I felt that I ought to leave at least something behind, so I digitized myself and my research and hid them within Sora. So this is data? Yes. A clue, I hope, to finding yourselves or your lost friends in your hour of need. The heart has always been quick to grow, each exposure to light, to the natural world, to other people, shapes this most malleable part inside us. Nobodies are not different from us in that manner. Sora was the only one able to return to his human form without destroying his nobody. That is a statement to the love in his heart for other people, and the bonds that tie them together. Perhaps he has the power to bring back the hearts and existences of those connected to him. To recreate people we thought were lost to us forever. Our most precious treasures, even an empty puppet. The trees of the forest and the petals on the wind. There are hearts around us everywhere. And it does not take superhuman powers to see them. Surely we remember as children the way our hearts made everything seem so shiny and perfect. Sora has a heart like that, uncorrupted, willing to see the good before the bad. When he sees the heart in something, then it becomes real. When a connection seems broken, he may have the power to mend it. He has touched countless hearts. He has accepted them. And he has saved them. And some of those hearts have never left him. Whether they fell into darkness or were trapped there. Whether they sleep in the darkness of Sora's hearts. Or were welcomed into its warmth. Sora's a little bit of a Gary Sue. Sorry. Yeah, he's a heart hotel. All Sora needs to do is be himself. And follow wherever it is that his heart takes him. It is the best and only way. The rest is in there. Uh, he motions to the bottle that washed up on shore, and Riku lifts it. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. Now, why is it that you are here? Uh, I kind of need to wake Sora up. Don't tell me he's gone to sleep again. Yeah, what'll I do with him? What do I, what'll, what'll I do with him? What indeed. And they both <laughs> chuckle. Ugh. You know how Kingdom Hearts is. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting monologue. Diz is an animus, and I kind of stand. Stan. Not stand. 
Never fear. Sora hmm. is safe. Huh? He's not here. You see, by defeating the nightmare imprisoning Sora, you freed him. Uh, you mean the Sora wrapped in that black phantom? Then you came here, and you were questioned by three young people. That was the final key to awaken him. Sora is awake. You can go home now. Really? Thank you. The psych exam woke him up? Yep. Hmm. You can tell that Riku has sex his entire life waking Sora up. Young man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do not believe you ever told me your name. <gasps> ah. It's Riku. Ah. <laughs> Riku then flies into the, the light and appears back in Yensid's tower. Everyone gathers around him because his body sort of showed up there asleep. And he wakes and, well, I have no words other than to just show you what happened. Oh god, Sora doesn't remember who he is. Uh, Riku! Uh, you! Riku! <laughs> Sora! Huh? Hey, Donald! Come on, you're hogging it all! You're having a party? <laughs> Gorsh, it sure is yummy. Excuse me? Hey! What? Riku! <laughs> You're safe! Riku! <laughs> Wait, haven't we got this backwards? And why are you having a tea party? You're safe, Riku! Nobody answers questions. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you okay? Shit. Feeling alright? Yeah. I've never been better. Yeah, I was watching Val, what was really. going on in my dream. And I could hear your voice the whole time. Pretty gay. Thanks, Riku. Kiss. Thanks, everybody. Kiss. Kiss. Yes. <laughs> now smooch. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Did we pass the test? Hmm. Hmm. You performed mm. truly admirably, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like a fade to black moment. I was like, yes! Like the Yuri on Ice Yeah. So amount of time passes. We don't really see, but now everybody's sort of standing at attention in front of Mr. Yensid. And he says, More than anything, I am grateful to have you both back from Xehanort's deception unharmed, and I am grateful to Lee, whose spontaneous actions turned the tides. I am also deeply sorry for failing to perceive the danger and throwing you headlong into a perilous test. This experience has revealed many hidden truths, and we must gird ourselves 
for the great clash with darkness that lies before us. I believe we need a new Keyblade Master, one with a new kind of power. Sora and Riku, you both deserve the honor. However, one of you braved the Realm of Sleep again to unlock the final keyhole and save a friend. Riku, I name you our new, true Keyblade Master. Wow. After some amount of time, Sora and Riku stand there, stunned, in front of Yensid. Sora? Way to go, Riku! I knew you were going to pass with flying colors. This is just so awesome! Riku remains stunned. Gee, Sora, you're kind of acting like it's you that passed. I told you Sora still needed some practice. That was a weird thing for Goofy to say. Well, he, he comes at that line with an insane amount of energy. He's like, way to go, Riku! That uh, well, level of, like, super insanely of, excited. That's kind of Sora, though. Like, why is Goofy acting new? They kind of expected him to be a little sad that he's not a Keyblade Master. They should know Sora better than that. Sora meets strangers and is like, Hi! You're my new best friend! I'm going to save your whole world, and you're my power! Bye! He falls asleep every 20 minutes. Really? I'm a Keyblade Master? Sora's face! <laughs> Congratulations, Riku! <sighs> Thank you, Mickey. I owe it to my friends. <laughs> I'll catch up with you in no time flat. What? You want to be a Keyblade Master? Yeah. I mean, I came here to learn how to wield one. You? Hey, thanks for the vote of confidence. You know I was going to come swooping in Keyblade in hand. But I just couldn't get mine to materialize. Must be in the snap of the wrist or something. Oh. Wow! It was in the snap of the wrist. Good job. Everybody, please meet Lee's Keyblade, the Flame Liberator. Oh, excuse Beautiful. me. He's, he's perfect. We <clears throat> can wield a Keyblade. I have a theory about this, but I'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> Sometime later, everyone is seeing Sora off as he heads out, uh, because as he says, well, I did doze off. I just have some stuff to take care of. Then he unlocks a keyhole to start heading wherever he's going. Roll credits. During the credits, there's a secret message in, that says, this leads to Kingdom Hearts 3. Because uh, in the chronology of the games, the next game, tie, like chronologically, is Kingdom Hearts 3. But we have other games before we get there. I really don't think Sora should be going off on his own. That usually is how things start. He's gonna fall asleep. Right after, the, right after the credits, we do see what he went off to do. To find Aqua. To get Riku a present. That presence of mind. You're on. You're both on the right track. But it's to give it's Aqua to Riku silly. as a present. Wait. Ew. <laughs> like in a hey, I saved this person. Not in a weird way. Ew. 
he's asleep again. I, I told of you. Course he is. Of course he is. It's Sora. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, good. I was hoping this world was still here. Hmm. But where are they? Sora forced his way back into Traverse Town. All so that he could meet up with. Our new best friends, the Dream Eaters. There! He had to say goodbye to his friends. Pokemon. He sure did. And hey, worry not. You're the best. Because next episode, we're gonna look at every single one of those, and you guys are gonna judge them. I love judging oh. things. <laughs> but then, in Castle Oblivion, hidden away wherever he is, we see Ventus. Sleeping. And he smiles at Sora's reconnection with the Dream Eaters because Ventus is more awake than he used to be. Oh. Yeah. That is Dream Drop Distance. Wow. That was a wild ride. I think, I have to be honest, I kind of think that was my favorite of all the games so far. Agreed. It's a pretty good game, especially like it, the greater plot of the whole series is starting to come together once you really hit this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our intro and outro song is Dearly Reminded by On Ultra. You can find his Bandcamp links in the show notes. You can also find a link to our Discord server in the show notes. Welcome to our new Discord folks, R. Baroni and Drewster15. Hi! <laughs> But that's all from us this week. Bye. 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 Kingdom Hearts Key, the novel. Your keyblade, your story. The world was pure darkness, but I was born into a radiant world, enveloped in a brilliant light. From within that light, my master gazed upon me and smiled. Hmm, I'm so sleepy. I can barely keep my eyes open. Maybe I can catch a few more Z's. Master, did you make this? It's so cute, said a girl I didn't know. She's wearing a fox mask. Who's she? And, hmm, 
the man in the black coat must be my master. Well, things are getting pretty hectic around here soon, but the spirit Chirithi is going to make your lives much easier, hopefully, he said. Oh, so that's my name, Chirithi. And I'm some kind of creature. I kind of look like a gray cat with lots of black stripes. Spirit? That's right, I'm a spirit. And now there's a boy with a mask like a leopard staring at me. You could say they're like cats or dogs, and they'll be your loyal pets. Every wilder will have one of these adorable little guys at their side. They're here to help, so play nice. Okay, replied the fox mask girl. So there's going to be more of me? But how? No sense fretting about it, I guess. I'm still so sleepy, after all. Long, long ago, all the worlds were still one. One day, this would be called the Age of Fairy Tales. It all began here, in Daybreak Town. The Master of Masters had an eye that gazes into the future. He bestowed upon five of his six apprentices a copy of the Book of Prophecies, in which was written the events to come. The reliable era who wore the mask of the unicorn was given his role to take over for the master and to lead the others. Similarly, the virtuous Envy, who wore the mask of the snake, was given her role to watch over the others with a fair eye. The fearless Ased, who bore the mask of the bear, was given his role to support their brand new leader, Ira. The prudent Ava, who wore the mask of the fox, was given her role to prepare exceptional keyblade wielders for the world after. The cool-headed Gula, who wore the mask of the leopard, was given his role to uncover the mystery of the Book of Prophecies. All five of them were entrusted with their own copy of the book. Lushu, the first of the apprentices to be given his role, watched his companions from afar as they learned what it was they were meant to do. Then, he disappeared. Not long after that, the master vanished, dimmed, faded without a trace. This is where your story began. The story of your very own adventure. Chapter 1. What kind of power flows within your heart? Your story will now begin. The heart that guides you. What form does it take? When the light enfolded you, you awakened and took your first step. You found yourself in Daybreak Town, in the familiar Fountain Square. But then, darkness appeared, swelling and growing into an enormous humanoid form, the Heartless known as Darkseid. The Heartless were manifestations of the heart's darkness that seek to take away the hearts of others. But how could you defend yourself? Suddenly, a keyblade appeared in your hand. Your keyblade held the power of light, the strength to drive back the darkness. You charged ahead as if you had known all along what you were going to do. 
You swung your keyblade at Darkseid, but you were batted easily aside and tumbled across the stones. But as the Darkseid reached you, someone else arrived, keyblade in hand, and knocked away the Heartless's arm. Your rescuer was the foreteller Envy. Wearing a white robe and a serpent's mask, she lashed out with her keyblade and drove the Heartless back into the darkness it had come from, then jumped in after it. I guess we all have to start somewhere. Anyway, that was when you were joined by your faithful companion, Chirithi. In other words, me. Pretty scary stuff, huh? But you get an A for effort, I said to you. You were still sitting on the ground, and you just blinked at me in surprise. You look a little confused. Here's what's going on. I came over beside you and cleared my throat. <coughs> Your pursuit of light made you the perfect candidate for a Keyblade wielder. Darkness is spreading, and it's up to you to use that weapon to get rid of it. Collect light, and in turn, save the world. You just stared blankly at me. Guess that was a pretty dramatic place to start. I know, it's a lot. Are you still with me? The monster that was just defeated belongs to the darkness, and is called a Heartless. These Heartless scour the world, searching for hearts spreading darkness as they go. The Keyblade is an effective weapon against them. That didn't seem to do anything for your confusion, and I was starting to get a little worried. I leaned in closer. I hope this is all sinking in. Anyway, I was assigned by a certain someone to watch over a new Keyblade wielder. You. I'm Chirithi. I'll be supporting you the whole way, teaching you everything you need to know and more. I extended a paw, and you took it. Nice to meet you. Right now, that keyblade is just like you. It has room to grow, and you'll need to learn to draw out its power. I know this is a lot to take in, so we'll pick this up in a bit, okay? After I helped you get to your feet, you finally smiled. That was good enough for me. See you next time, I called, and then vanished with a somersault in the air. I think it startled you a little. As you watched me go, others wielding keyblades much like yours gathered around you. And shortly after that, the foreteller Envy returned after driving off the dark side. You've managed to tap into the power of your keyblade, she told you quietly. Lesser Heartless won't stand a chance. But in order to defeat stronger foes, you must combine your strength with those who share your purpose and aspirations. Your friends will become your power. She was referring to the Keyblade Wielders around you. Each foreteller led one of the five unions of Keyblade Wielders, and the one you had chosen was Anguis. These five leaders all had a copy of their Book of Prophecies and a role given to them by their own leader, the Master of Masters. And they had formed these unions according to his teachings. The unions brought together Keyblade Wielders like you to collect light in the form of Lux, by defeating Heartless, Creatures of Darkness. There are others who collect the light, but not all of them share the same goal of bringing peace to the world. You must discover who amongst us walks the path of darkness. With a somewhat disconcerting bit of advice, Master Envy took her leave, and the group of Keyblade wielders began to disperse. What was this feeling stirring in your chest? Hope? Anxiety? 
or maybe something else. What happened? Are you okay? I peered before you again and watched you closely, trying to see what was going on inside your heart. I know this is overwhelming, but darkness waits for no one. In fact, it's found its way into a bunch of other worlds, which needs your help. I know a way to these places, I said, leading you to a brightly glimmering gateway. Okay, time for your adventure to begin. Next stop, Dwarf Woodlands. Your eyes filled with wonder as you took in this brand new world. You were in the midst of a dense forest, and every so often you could hear the twittering of little birds nearby. Uh-oh, we have a problem. A great light is about to be enveloped by darkness. Someone needs your help. You nodded, and we headed deeper into the dimly lit forest. Heartless came after us along the way, but you made short work of them. Not bad at all for a beginner. Aha, over there. The Heartless are attacking her. I shouted as I spotted a girl deep within the trees. She had black hair and red lips, and her dress was red and blue. She was also surrounded by a large, round heartless, the color of darkest night, and you ran toward her as fast as you could. You brought your keyblade down on one of the creatures, and it clawed back at you with one of its spindly arms. And yet, you didn't falter. You only met it with a steely gaze before you switched over to magic to finish it off. The girl was trembling, hunkered down with her eyes closed. Once you made sure she was safely behind you, you sprang into the midst of their remaining heartless. After dealing with them, you said something to the girl. Oh dear, oh dear, she murmured. I'm so afraid. It's much too dark and scary in this glade. But when she finally opened her eyes, you smiled and raised your keyblade, ascending light over the both of you. Oh, you seem so warm and made of light. Was that your heart? Tell me, please. Instead of answering, you just lowered your keyblade and tilted your head in confusion. Yes, I'm sure it was. How sweet. Meeting you is quite a treat. Oh, how silly. I haven't introduced myself. My name is Snow White, the girl said with a cheerful smile. Snow White was someone very special. Just then, you heard the eerie sounds of flapping wings from deeper within the woods. Snow White looked up in surprise. I mustn't stay. It's too dangerous for me here. Goodbye. She hurried off. That's her, all right, I said to you. She's a precious light, one the world can't afford to lose. That's why you need to watch over her. You nodded to say that you would, and then hurried off after Snow White. After pushing your way through the thick underbrush, you found her surrounded by Heartless yet again. Snow White's expression turned to relief when she saw that you had come to the rescue. Oh, thank you. This forest is so scary when I'm alone. You offered to lead the frightened girl out of the forest. Would you be so kind? I'd feel so much better if you would, Snow White said as she calmed down again. You made your way through the trees with the girl in tow. But the deep, dark woodland seemed to go on forever. At long last, you came across a small cottage 
Look, a cottage. Oh, thank you. I don't think I could have ever gotten here on my own. You bobbed your head in acknowledgement. This little dwelling appeared to be under the protection of some mysterious power. Oh, it's adorable. Just like a doll's house. Snow White stepped inside, and you followed. Tidy was not the word to describe the state it was in. There were dishes of half-eaten food scattered atop the wooden table, and clothes were strewn all over the floor, as if whoever had worn them had just taken them off and left them there. Snow White let out a long yawn, sank down onto a diminutive bed, and promptly began snoring softly. Running from all those heartless in the forest must have been exhausting. I can't think of a safer place for her to be, I commented, and you replied with a nod. In one of the rooms of the clock tower overlooking Daybreak Town, Envy stood before the Master of Masters. This was shortly before the Master disappeared. Both of their faces were hidden, his beneath the hood of his long black coat, and hers behind her snake mask and white hood embroidered with gold thread and tied in the center with a blue ribbon. So, to sum it up, I'll need you to observe the others. Easy breezy, the Master informed her cheerfully. All right. Though her mask obscured her expression, Envy's reply made her discomfort obvious. Oddly enough, the master seemed pleased by this reaction. Like I said, Ira may have to take over for me, but don't be shy. Just be fair, and do not be afraid to speak up. Even though I say observe, you'll need to be the mediator. Make sure people get along, he explained lightly. Envy's head was still lowered. I... I understand, but without you or Lushu, to form and maintain our own unions is... She finally looked up. It's a little unnerving, to be honest. The master walked up to her slowly. Oh, come on, lighten up a little. Maybe I'll never disappear. He peered into his apprentice's face. Wait, do you want me to go? Flustered Envy shook her head vehemently. What? N no, of course not. The master chuckled. <laughs> I was just kidding. I see, she murmured, hanging her head again. Look, I get it that change can be hard for everyone, the Master of Masters told her. But things need to keep moving forward. His head turned just the tiniest bit, as if he was looking away. And you need to keep up. Otherwise, you'll get left behind, all alone. Now that you know what the future holds, Idvi, what does your heart say? Envy raised her head. The master didn't usually talk like this. Something was slightly different. May your heart be your guiding key, the master continued. I say it all the time. You ultimately need to do what your heart feels is right. Right, Envy agreed. Quiet, yet firm. End of chapter one. apologize again for the weirdness of this episode, but I hope if you've listened this far that you enjoyed the little audiobook session section. If you did, let me know. Uh, if you want more like this, uh, I have recently purchased the Kingdom Hearts novel collection, 
So I could do monthly or opposing weeks of this, maybe. I don't know. Let me know what you want uh, or if you're interested in this at all. Anyway, that's all for us this week. Goodbye.